Grab your Bibles, hold them up real high. I want you to repeat after me. Say, this is God's Word. Not Pastor Evans' Word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the Word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, thank you for your word. It's a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. It's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. We thank you, Father, that the word of God is living. And so I step back now so the spirit of God can continue to minister your word to your people. And I declare in advance, as according to your word, you said you will watch over your word to perform it. And that you will confirm the word with signs following. And we declare for signs, miracles, and wonders to follow the word today. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Let everybody say amen. Amen. And then shout amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated. We're in a series entitled Maximizing Your Faith. Everybody say maximizing your faith. And the goal of the series is threefold. Number one, to help you understand what faith is. Number two, help you understand what faith has the ability to do. And then number three, which, uh, which is to teach you how to use your faith. And so the best way that I know uh, to produce biblical understanding is to use the word. And because we are a church, touch your neighbor and say, we are a church. We should use the Bible. Can I get an amen? Amen. So if you're taking notes today, our lesson title is Believing You Receive. Believing You Receive. And if you have it, turn to Mark chapter 11. We're going to look in verse 12, Mark 11, 12. And then hopefully we can get to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. That was Mark chapter 11, verse 12, and then Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, I'm going to do a small review for those of you who may have missed last week or the week before, or if you're visiting us for the very first time. We've learned so far that there are four things regarding our faith that must stay active on a regular basis. The first thing is we must have works. Everybody say we must have works. James 2.20 says, faith without works is dead. So for you to measure whether or not your faith is working on a regular basis, you must have works active. Here's number two. You must consistently hear the word to get pregnant with the word. Romans 10.17 says, so then faith cometh by hearing. So as long as you are hearing the word, faith is coming. Everybody say, as long as I'm hearing the word, faith is coming. Amen. And then the third thing we learned is that you and I must always say always. Always. We must always speak faith. 
filled words. In Mark eleven twenty three, it says, Jesus said, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say to the mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, here's the part, but shall believe that those things which he saith. In other words, you and I are responsible for speaking faith-filled words on a daily basis. And so that's the third thing. And then the fourth thing that we talked about last week is that you and I must believe the word for the word to work in our lives. We must believe the word for the word to work in our lives. And so last week we learned that the word believe in the New Testament means to commit and to put your trust in. To commit and to put your trust in. And then I gave you a definition which is believing takes place when a person becomes convinced. Say convinced. When a person becomes convinced that what they have seen and what they have heard and what they have experienced is true and real to them. Now, there are two key principles on last week that we learned that will help us believe. The first one was based on John chapter 20, verse 19. And this is when the apostle or the disciple at the time, Thomas, uh, well, we read that he decided that he was not going to believe that Jesus had been seen by the other disciples until he touched Jesus, until he felt Jesus, and until he saw Jesus with his own eyes. He said, I will not believe until I can touch him. And so we learn that it is our wills that determine whether or not we're going to believe. So the first principle for us to believe is that we have to make it about our wills and not about how we feel. Everybody say believing is about our will and not about how we feel. All right. And last week we used the example of going to work. You go even though you don't feel like it sometimes. And that's why 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. You and I, when we learn how to, to successfully walk by faith, we will do it because the Word says it. Amen. Because, see, the Word of God is our roadmap to God's promises. When you learn how to walk by the Word, your feelings, you will discount them. When you learn how to walk by the Word, how you feel doesn't, doesn't matter. When you learn how to walk by faith, you will accept the word for what it says and you will deny how you feel. See, that's how you stay married. You stay married by faith. You may not feel like a husband when you wake up in the morning. Amen. Just like you don't, you may not feel like driving to work, but you're not going to walk, are you? What do you do? You get in the car anyway, and you drive. And some of us, we're so feeling-based. A couple of weeks ago, my dad uh, had to take my mom to the doctor. And, uh, you know, they're at the age where they're not uh, technology-savvy. Okay? So he, you know, back in my day, we used maps to get everywhere. A map, young people, is a piece of paper (laughs) that provides direction on where you're going. Well, that doesn't work these days, and he doesn't have GPS and all that stuff. And so I had to have it all set up and, you know, had him, you know, direction by direction. So he gets in the vicinity of the place and calls me and says, I'm lost. And so he called the doctor's office. They told him. And so he's all turned around. I don't know where he is. I said, Daddy, where are you? Uh, I don't know. I said, well, Daddy. Go find out what street you're at. 
get the address, and then call me back. He calls me back with the address. I put the address in my GPS on my phone. And then I put the address of where he was going, and it spit it out a drive-by-drive turn. I said, so, Daddy, put the phone on speaker. Did you know how to do that? (laughs) Put it on speaker. Okay? Let Mama hold the phone and just listen to what I tell you. The first street you get to, you're going to make a right, and it's .03 miles. It's not far, Daddy. Well, where do I turn next? That don't matter right now, Daddy. (laughs) You're going to make the right turn that I'm telling you. Some of us, we want further direction when we haven't made the first turn. God only gives us direction on a need-to-know basis sometimes. You're trying to say, well, Lord, what's next? Well, do what he's telling you right now. Long story short, we turn in and finally he says, well, I'm kind of familiar with this area. I don't think we're going in the right direction. I said, follow the directions. Finally, we get to the location based on the directions of my GPS. I'm not even there. See, that seems, see, God is wanting to give us direction and some of us want it straight from Him, but we want to bypass the Bible. I am giving my dad direction. I'm giving it to him and I'm not even there. I can't even see where he is, but I know where he is because I'm telling him where to turn. So finally we get there. I said, Daddy, what was the lesson? I'm his pastor too. I said, Daddy, what was the lesson? I said, let me tell you the lesson. The lesson was follow the directions regardless of how you feel. Amen. So believing is about our will, not about how we feel. Amen. The second principle we learned on last week was that for us to understand that the believing principle involves not only believing what God says, but it also involves believing what we say. Amen. In Mark chapter 11, one of the things that Jesus said, that we shall believe that those things which we say shall come to pass. So you are not just going to have to believe what God says. God has designed this thing for us to believe what we say. Watch this now, whether it's good or bad. And that's why if you can get your tongue together, half of the success battle in life is over. If you can just get your tongue together. Amen. Okay, so today my goal, which yeah, I can do it. The goal that I have today is to help you learn how to believe you receive. It's one thing to believe. It's another thing to believe you receive. Amen. So turn your Bibles to Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11, we're going to look in verse 23. That's the foundation of where we want to go today. It says in verse 23, this was Jesus talking. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain... Be removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. Watch this. But shall believe that those things which he say or say it shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he said. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, what things soever you desire is a car a thing. Is a house a thing? Is a spouse a thing? Are clothes a thing? Is a job a thing? 
All right. So if somebody else is believing for a thing you already got, don't hate on what they're trying to believe for. Amen. He said, what things soever you desire when you pray, watch this now, here's the key phrase, believe that you what? Receive them and then what happens? You shall have them. Now, I love this because last week we talked the word, or talked about the word believe. So I'm going to insert that here. He says, therefore I say unto you what things soever you desire when you pray, believe or become convinced that what you have seen or what God has said or what you have experienced with him is real and you shall have them. Believe you receive and you shall have. So let's establish this principle up front. That faith is present tense. Because I got I to gotta take you on a journey here. Everybody say faith. faith. It's present tense. Now keep your hand here or you can just, uh, I don't know how you do it with your iPhone or cell phone. But I want you to go over to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. I want to establish the fact that faith is present tense. Now remember now, faith is a two-sided coin. You have action on one side. You have believing on the other side. We're talking about the believing principle. And faith is always present tense. God said that the just shall live by faith. We are living right now. Now, uh, Hebrews 11, 1 says, now faith... Faith is the substance of things hoped for, and faith is the evidence of things not seen. I want you to notice about that verse. It says, now faith is. It didn't say, now faith was. It didn't say, now faith is going to be. It says, faith is. In other words, faith is present tense. And the problem with many people is that they make faith about the future. And if you do that, you can never believe you receive right now. Amen. They never believe they believe they receive. And watch this. Because watch this. Believing for the promise is always or it's now, even though the manifestation of that promise might be later. I'm going to say that again. Believing for the promise is now, even though the manifestation of the promise is later. Now you say, Pastor, how does that work? Go back to Mark 11. I'm going to walk you through this. Now I'm about to give you a modern day parable so you can understand how to believe you receive. We do it, most of us do it almost every day. I know all of us do it probably once a week. We believe we receive in the natural, but we've never transferred that, that way of doing it over into the spiritual. Mark chapter 11, look in verse 24. Jesus said, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, watch this, when you you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Believe you receive, that's first, and shall have is second. Now, in the New Testament, the word receive has different meanings, but there are two major uh, definitions of the word receive in the New Testament. You all know this part, but I'm going to put it together for you. One Greek word for the word receive in the New Testament is the word dekamaya. Say dekamaya. And this word dekamaya, the definition means to accept. It's almost a passive word because, uh, Will, if you would come up here, Will is going to help me demonstrate this word dekamaya. The word dekamaya, which means to believe, watch this now, is a passive word. You have to do something, but most of the work is being done outside of you. Now, this is what happens when you and I accept or receive Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, we decamaya him. Open your hands up, Will. Will is going to decamaya my handkerchief. Now, who did all of the work? 
I did. All he had to do was receive, accept Decamiah. And so when Jesus said, believe you receive, he wasn't saying, believe you Decamiah. In fact, you can just write down Matthew chapter 10 verse 40. It uses this word Decamiah. Jesus said, he that receiveth you, receiveth me. And he that receiveth me, receives him that sent me. When you go and look up those words received, they're all the words Decamiah. So he says, if you receive or accept me, I'll accept, they'll accept you. And if you, if they receive you, then they receive me. So that's accept. Everybody say accept. But when he said, believe you receive, he wasn't saying, believe that you Decamiah. What he was saying is, believe you Lambano. Now, that's the other major uh, Greek word for the word receive in the New Testament. And so this is what Jesus was saying. He said, listen, whatever you pray, I'm going to go back and read it. Therefore, I say unto you what things soever you desire when you pray. Believe that you deck, that you lambano them and you will have them. Well, here's the difference. Lambano, write it down, means to take hold of or to seize. It means to take. So he says, listen, therefore, I say unto you, when you pray, whatever you desire, believe that you lambano them and you shall have them. So lambano means to take. To see. So now, Will, I want you to come and lambano my handkerchief. Now, he kind of did that with an attitude, didn't he? Who did all the work that time? Now, give Will a hand clap while he takes a seat. Romans chapter 8 verse 15 gives us an example of this word receive or lambano. It says, for you have not received or lambano the spirit of bondage again to fear. In fact, when you're walking in fear, you have decided to lambano or take hold the spirit of fear. But he said, listen, you have not lambano the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you have lambano the spirit of adoption whereby you cry, Abba, Father. So here in this verse, verse 24, Jesus was saying, therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you lambano and take hold of them and you shall have them. So listen, you and I must learn how to believe we receive something before we get it. Now, I'm going to show you it's easy. Touch your neighbor and say it's easy. Now. In the New Testament, when you look the word believing up, we've already defined it. It means to trust in. But there's a secondary meaning for the word believe. It's also the meaning credit. Everybody say credit. Okay, so you and I, we know the credit system. We do. Even if you ignore the credit system, you know that there one, there's one existing because unless you have cash to pay for a car, you need that system to work for you. Amen. So listen, I looked up the word credit in the dictionary because this word believe also means credit. It's a dual meaning. And this word credit in the dictionary means this. Confidence in a purchaser's ability and intentions to pay which is displayed by entrusting the buyer with goods or services without immediate payment. I'm going to say it again. The word credit means to give or have confidence in somebody's purchasing ability to the point that you will trust them with the item before they even pay for it. See, that's how a credit card works. A credit card 
is a form, watch this now, of believing you receive in the natural. As long as you have sufficient credit line on your credit card, whatever item you decide to buy, when you go to the counter, you give them the card. They swipe it. Somebody, somewhere, is using their power, their ability, and their influence to determine if you're going to get whatever you buy. But as long as there's a credit line on there and you haven't used it up, you know what they're going to do? They're going to now get you to sign a what? A receipt. And then after you sign the receipt, they give you the item, you walk out of the store. Am I right about that process? Now, have you physically paid for the item yet? No, no, they credited you. But you didn't wait until you paid on the statement. You didn't wait to pay for it before you took the item home, did you? Because you believed you received. Now, see, in the spirit, it works the same way. Believing is your credit card. Here's a modern day parable for you. Believing is the credit card. The word of God is your credit line and your faith pays the bill. I'm going to say that again. Believing is the credit card. The word of God is your credit line and your faith pays the bills. The more word of God you know and hear and believe, the higher your credit limit. And that's why the devil don't want you in the word. See, some of y'all, you don't have a credit line. It's used up. Because all you know is a verse a day keeps the devil away. That don't work. If you're trying to believe for God's types of promises, you're going to need more than just a verse a day. And so some of us, our credit line has been limited because of our knowledge or lack of knowledge about the word. Can I get an amen? Amen. And see, here's the thing. In any credit transaction, they give you a receipt. Well, how does that work spiritually? When you and I believe we receive, we go to prayer. And notice it says here, uh, go back to... Uh, we may still be there. Go to Mark chapter 11. Go to Mark chapter 11. Because Jesus said, uh, go to verse 24. Mark eleven twenty-four. 24. Go back there. Because I, I want to show you there are two things that's very powerful about this verse. He said, therefore I say unto you what things soever you desire when you what? Pray. Pray. Believe you receive and you shall have them. Keep going. Well, I tell you what. Go up. Go to verse 23. Go to verse 23. Verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say to the mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he what? Which he what? Say it. So watch this now. The faith process can be activated by me saying, or the next verse, keep going, says, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray. So that's why you can say it or you can pray it. It's up to you. Everybody say you. Exactly. Say it, say it, say it. Or pray it, pray it, pray it. Whichever one. If you pray it, you got to say it. Notice here, Jesus said, therefore, whatever you say or whatever you pray. So now I have to believe I receive. So how do, how do I actually do that? First of all, you got to understand that when you are believing you receive, you got to know. That once you pray in faith, God's already released that thing. Now go over to Daniel. We're going to close right here. Oh, we are out of time. Oh, Lord Jesus Christ. It is 1032. So here's what I'm going to do. 
I'm going to tell you the story about Daniel. And then next week, I'm going to show you the key principle in believing you receive. See, God knows we're natural people. He knows. He knows we believe what we see most of the time. So I'm going to show you how to believe you receive God's way because there are ways that in which... Have you ever had a dream? Anybody had a dream? And it, you thought it was real? And you running in the dream from a dog? I mean, you huffing and puffing, and then you wake up, and you sweating, and you, you sweating. You, you, you thought you were really being chased by a dog. Your soul was experiencing something that it thought was real. Well, I'm going to show you next week that God uses three different things to help us get a picture so our soul can believe. But let me tell you about Daniel real quick. Daniel prayed. And the Bible says for 21 days, nothing happened. Well, it comes back and the angel said to him, I'll just read with this part here. The angel said in verse uh, 14, 13, he said, no, verse 12. Then he said, fear not, Daniel, from, from, from the first day that you set your heart to understand and chasing yourself before God. Watch this. Your words were heard. The first day your words were heard. And then he says, I'm come for your words. See, a lot of us don't want the angels to come for what we're saying. But look at verse 13. He says, but listen, but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me or fought against me for 21 days. To the point that Michael, one of the chief princes or angels, had to come and help me. So here's one of the faith principles of believing you receive. Number one, you got to know when you prayed in faith, God heard you. And that's why Ephesians chapter 6, you got to keep on the whole armor of God. And the first one, it says to have your loins girded about with the truth. You can't let go of the word when you're standing in faith. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what people are saying. I don't care what the doctor's report says. I don't care what your, your, your body's acting like. I don't care what your spouse is acting like. I don't care what your children are acting like. You can't let go of the word. Because once you pray, God hears. And Jesus knew that. That's why when he spoke to that tree... What happened? The Bible says it was dried up from the roots. Because when you and I speak things in faith, it's dealing with the root of the problem. So even though you can't see it, it's working. Did y'all get some out of the word today? Give the Lord a hand clap. God bless you. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you say, but Pastor Evan, uh, uh, I'm not sure if I died, I'd go to heaven. Well, God wants you to know. He wants you to know without a doubt that if you died, heaven would be your home.